Steve Cooper, Rank Success, and this video today is called the Postcode Lottery of Promotion. And it's really aligned to the fact that there are a number of different processes in place at the moment for police promotions in different forces around the country. And I've alluded to that in previous videos, uh, that, that there are different processes in place at different times uh, in different forces for different ranks and the next year it all gets mixed up again or changed again or elements of it are rearranged so you know cops will often say you know it's moving the goalposts I've got to get used to that again uh, and so I thought it was worth just having a quick look at just how many different ways there are at the moment that cops are currently being promoted uh, and then we'll have a look in my second video at some of the attitudes around that uh, that do people well and serve people well or are barriers or blockers to that. So for this video, I just wanted to have a quick look at some of the processes in place. So in some forces, as I've alluded to previously, they have written applications for promotion uh, and there are uh, line manager recommendations for that. So it might just be a case of I want to be promoted and your line manager will write 500 words about you uh, to recommend you and to say why you're relevant and you can then go forward to an interview process. Um, this may or may not be competency based uh, so there may or may not be some, some alignment and some guidance around that. Uh, some officers have to write a letter to the Chief Constable explaining why you, why now, why should you be promoted, why now, why are you ready for promotion now, write a letter to the Chief Constable and again that may or may not be competency related to the competency and values framework or there are still forces using the policing professional framework at the moment so it may or may not be competency based then you've got an expression of interest you know um, a process opens up expressions of interest are invited yeah make no bones about it that's also a uh, focused written application uh, so don't think just because it's an expression of interest it's just like, hi I'd like to be promoted because um, and so that's just a couple of issues around written applications as a gateway to any other part of a process. Uh, now, before you even get to a written application, you may face an aptitude test, uh, so a situational judgment test or an inductive reasoning test. There are a number of others and you may meet them as an initial sifting um, part of a process or you might meet them subsequently afterwards at an assessment centre. So we're just looking at some of the initial ways in which people can be um, screened, sifted, selected or express an interest in promotion um, processes. Um, I'm also seeing uh, lately uh, strengths-based um, processes coming in, so strengths-based interviews, I'll talk about those quickly, and strengths-based uh, applications. And I've written a blog about that, uh, so have a look on my site or on Police Hour, where I also blog, and you'll find a blog on strengths-based assessment if that's the process you face. Um, you've got behaviour framework, so the competency and values framework, um, being assessed generally at sergeant through to chief inspector at level two, or is it level one? Because there's one force that I've come across recently where they're assessing sergeants at level one, practitioner level of the CVF, as part of the sifting process to go further forward into the process. Um, and the rest of the um, uh, activities. So that, that's something I'm learning as I, as I go through. Now, I've been busy, as you can gather, the last couple of weeks um, because uh, you know people get frustrated about this. 
they want uh, they want some certainty and there's always a dose of uncertainty with promotion processes uh, so you may need to be quite resilient and mentally strong uh, to go for these processes um, your performance your PDR might be part of your gateway if you like so assessing your PDR it may be part of the process on its own or riding shotgun with another part of the process so again your goals objectives having some evidence of your CPD your focus your attention to CPD what you're doing how you're improving and again that could be uh, CVF linked um, uh, around competencies and the values or it might be work-based assessment type um, activity or your performance rating at any one time and so we're just starting to see some of the different ways in which if you start to go for promotion uh, you might well um, be initially um, considered or sifted so you've then also got presentations so you may need to do a presentation at some part either before or after an interview uh, again around false challenges uh, a particular task or scenario you've been given um, again it may be mixed or matched with aptitude tests and these different processes are in different forces at different times right now as so many so um, you know if you might be good at one process in one force uh, you may not be so good at some of the elements in other forces uh, and then you've got obviously interviews uh, and uh, not every force has interviews again uh, forces have listened both in relation to applications written applications and interviews to the objections uh, the opinions the um, cacophony of of views about which process is right to select people for promotion which isn't and you will always have an army for and against whichever process is in place so i kind of always kind of bear that in mind um, so interviews um, values-based interviews strengths-based interviews competency-based interviews using forward-facing rear-facing questions um, and again a significant part of a process and you've got a combination of some forces using a straightforward written application to get through to a uh, straightforward interview uh, if there's such a thing as a straightforward interview um, you've also got the chief's discretion and now apparently and historically chiefs have always had the discretion to promote people in the field like they do in the military i have heard of that and i have um, known people who have been promoted by a chief constable in the field but more historically than recently. So if any of you know, get in touch with someone who's been uh, anointed or promoted in the field. Uh, apparently Chief Constable will still have that discretion and I'll soon be educated if they haven't. Um, but, you know, not so much a formal process there uh, as a judgment. Um, and then you've got assessment centers. So, you know, whether you walk into a Dragon's Den type scenario, six different rooms with six different scenarios awaiting you or six different interview questions uh, one of the, each of the CVF uh, because forces are bending over backwards to try and be as fair as possible um, because one of the uh, biggest criteria if you like is that promotion isn't fair uh, and I've alluded to that in previous videos and uh, you know my view is I would say you know uh, promotion isn't fair forces do everything they can to make it as fair as possible but those who prepare those who are prepared to do the intelligence gathering the research and the practice and the rehearsal around aptitude tests which are not natural uh, for people to be good at straight away if you make that commitment to yourself to get better to improve to get match fit for a process then you're going to be in a better position than someone who hasn't done that is that fair 
I don't know, but that's part of life and that's part of the promotion process. Um, so as part of an assessment center, you may have the strength and stem style process. You may have briefings where you have to walk in, here's a scenario, give us a briefing on it. Um, role play scenario, come in, deal with the situation you find as a sergeant inspector. Um, or operational scenarios, you know, where you deal with it, you give your view, what actions you would take, and then you hang fire for what isn't an interview. So they say it's not an interview, but actually hold fire after you've kind of delivered your actions, be prepared to answer questions. These questions will be CVF based. So for people who don't like any of these elements, and there are plenty who don't, um, written applications, um, framework, um, behavioural uh, selection, um, your PDR and performance presentations on their own, interviews, uh, assessment centres, aptitude tests, it doesn't really matter if you don't like them, you're going to face or you're going to encounter some combination of those somewhere. Um, and forces have listened, so forces do listen. And they've done away with written applications because you know the Chief Constable's heard enough. Um, we don't like written applications. We don't think they're right, we don't think they're fair, and we don't think they're a relevant way of selecting promotion candidates today. We're not really good at them. Um, you don't need to be good at them in this day and age. Um, so we don't like them. Interviews the same. We don't like interviews, they're stressful. Nobody likes interviews. We're not sure they're a relevant way of selecting promotion candidates today. Um, we don't know what is. Well, we'd like a bit of the military, we'd like a bit of that, we'd like a bit of the other. Um, the reality, of course, is that you only have a certain amount of control over that. Chief constables have listened and they've done away with some elements. But here's the message in all of that. Be very, very careful what you wish for. Because what comes in to replace it, the aptitude test, the combination of those um, operational scenarios, Dragon's Den type rooms, they all create uncertainty. People are still anxious and, and, and still have a degree of, of anxiety and uncertainty around them. And I know because I get the phone calls on them all the time. So is that any different to having to do an application? Is it any different to having to do an interview? How less stressful is it walking into a scenario or a, a room of three different um, operational scenarios or tests? Have a think about that. So again, this was just, this video is literally just to kind of visit the sheer um, variety of of um, promotion tests and activities are in place. I'm going to be writing a blog about it very shortly. There's just a quick snapshot of some of what I've been talking about. Now, the second part of this um, interview, the promotion um, postcode lottery, uh, will be about the attitude uh, that you bring to these tests, to these processes, to these selection um, activities, uh, because that's one thing that you can control. You can control your attitude. You can bring the attitude to whichever process you face. So thank you very much for listening. It's a bit of a whistle-stop tour. It's just one topic, um, postcode lottery. I hope you're in a force where they run a, a great process that you can align yourself to and you agree with and, uh, and you're successful. Um, but in the meantime, if you like this uh, video and you'd like to see more of them as I share some of my food for thought around this, um, subscribe to uh, YouTube, to this channel, or you can follow me on social media. Um, Facebook Rank Success or Twitter at Rank underscore Success and I look forward to uh, seeing you in the next video. Thank you. Hi Steve Cooper Rank Success. 
and this is the second video in the promotion postcode lottery uh, uh, duo of videos if you like the first one was about uh, the uh, different routes the different uh, ways in which you can be selected the different processes that are occurring in different forces at different times for different ranks and the fact that all of that happens uh, to get mixed up it's like a cruel game of musical chairs is the way someone put it to me uh, once um, sorry if I smile at that but I've been there seen it done it got, got read the t-shirt been in a previous life um, so this part of my life now is about helping people to get through these processes and as the second part of the video I just thought I, or in this second video I thought I would just have a look at some of the typical reactions to uh, the good news or the different news of uh, different processes being implemented or introduced in forces um, and it made me think of a, a um, the, the human typical reactions to change uh, and there are four human typical reactions to change and one of which is the victim uh, bystanders uh, critics and navigators so I'm going to use that as a kind of template for these next few minutes um, because people don't like promotion processes now there are some walking amongst us that do and they love it and they'd love to sit lots of promotion boards uh, and then there are other people who give it their best shot and prepare the best they can and then there are others who um, are prepared to have a view or an opinion on uh, everything in place uh, and, and agree with none of it uh, and that, that, that's okay I mean none of us can can do anything about that I think for me I just wanted to come back and look at the fact that I, I get lots and lots of telephone calls from people and uh, you know I've I'm not a I'm not a um, inspector anymore I don't uh, I don't um, have so many people um, contact me to vent or to um, share their views on lots of things uh, so in the context of this I find it quite interesting that people still ring me up and, and want to vent about what's happening in their force and it's just part of one of those human um, typical reactions to change so from that side of it I would say it's more around the kind of victim side of it so they're upset or they are stressed or you know they've done a lot of hard work this year and they were looking forward to investing their time their energy uh, in getting promoted in converting that exam result into promotion success and to follow or enter a process uh, to find it's changed and it's different because previously people have objected to what was in place or whether that was an application or an interview they now find that the landscape the ground ahead of them is different um, so you know there are some victims around that because there are some people who prepared they've already got evidence that's aligned to the old frameworks or uh, it's good evidence on its own it's gained perhaps at acting or temporary level uh, and they feel let down uh, there's more uncertainty this year so you know the victim side of it and there are real victims you know depending on what change you're talking about victims um, uh, you know why are they doing this to me why is this being done to us and they resist and revert the old to the old methods um, so I get that so that's a natural part of change and I'm more than happy uh, to, to listen because I actually get to discover quite a lot of what's going on across different forces um, so I've look at the first part of this video and I've look at some of the other free videos I'll share and you'll find out quite a lot about what's going on in other forces and hopefully uh, we'll just give me a ring and we'll, we'll have a discussion about what's going on in your force uh, and try and get you through so victims are very much um, an understandable part of it because uncertainty nobody likes change and uh, it can have different effects on people 
Uh, and where you've got people who are ambitious um, and focused and energetic and enthusiastic, um, it is a shame that, uh, you know, if they put the work in, uh, they've got to actually um, tack slightly differently to get to where they want to get to. So that's uh, perhaps a, a, a gentle way of putting it. And then one of the other kind of um, reactions you've got to are the bystanders. These are the people who are completely bemused by this and think, well, look, what, what is actually going on here? Why are forces or why is my force changing in this way? So, you know, uh, the CVF is what the College of Policing says that uh, forces should use to assess people for promotion processes. And they do. And sometimes they don't. So sometimes, um, perhaps the strengths-based element of it is not always linked to uh, the CVF. Um, forces tailor the CVF slightly different to themselves, to claim it for themselves. This is our way of interpreting it, and they apply it in different ways. Um, to be fair, forces also um, chief constables employ outside companies to come in and um, construct or develop and implement um, weird and wonderful tests <laughs> to test these elements of these competencies so much so that sometimes you might be presented as part of your instructions for an assessment centre with a lovely grid with the competencies down one side and uh, which activities are testing them with lovely ticks all the way and different coloured shades in them. So there's some real effort goes into these things and I understand the bystander approach. You know, I'm a good cop. I just want to get on with doing my job. I think I can lead a team. I think I can lead teams. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I've got all the right potential and materials. I just don't know what's going on. I mean, you know, what's it all about? So I get that as well. Um, so they let other people take the lead, perhaps. Um, they're passive, they're reluctant. Uh, it'll all blow over soon. Um, and I don't think it will. I don't think it will blow over soon, I think, because there's so many people, uh, so many cops that disagree with, well, you name it, whatever the activity is, very few people will agree with it. And in the interim, chief constables need to promote and select people uh, to lead teams to deliver an effective and efficient police service across the UK. So it's not... You know, it's not um, rocket science to expect that there will be different processes in place. And the other side for chief constables is listening to it always. We don't like this. We don't like that. We don't like the other. Well, okay then, I'll change it. Outside company in you come. Cook me up some tests, please, using this framework, or any new science thinking. I'd like you to experiment with my 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 um, people as guinea pigs, if you like, as well. Um, and in that way, we can also show that we are innovative and creative. CVF. Uh, but also, you know, we're not just going to use old methods. We are going to be on the cutting edge and whatever people say, they're not going to be happy. So um, let's get on a test something and see what works and what doesn't work. Because uh, there's no one best process in place for selecting people for promotion. Um, so victims and bystanders we've talked about. I'd like to now talk about the critics and there's battalions of them. They are legion critics. You've always got somebody who can criticise um, what processes are in place at the moment and the relevance to, of them uh, and the fact that they discriminate against people and some may, some may not. Um, but it's a working process, it's a moving feast all the time. But you'll always get critics. Now unfortunately, or fortunately, these are some of the best people, some of the best candidates for promotion. They may well be critics, but they've also got good ideas, good suggestions, and some of those are listened to, as I've alluded to, uh, by Chief Constables. Um, 
But again, there's no getting around the place that the processing place is the process you face. And uh, you either get with the message or you're left to one side. So, you know, critics are always full of theories around the flaws of a system, vocally opposed to things, uh, quite a strong embedded resistance. Uh, and they're first to say, well, this is unfair. It's wrong because, and they have a view as well. They have a point and it is a natural um, human reaction to change, being a critic. Um, now the reality of course is you may be listening to this and say, hey, hey, I'm the critic, I'm, I'm also the bystander, and I'm also the victim um, in this. So Steve's covered all three, and I think I have a little bit of a, a, an alignment to each of those, and that may well be the truth, because you know not everybody fits into these boxes. Um, but they are typical human reactions to change. So, and as, as people put themselves forward for promotion uh, to formal leadership positions, then providing leadership for people, performance and change uh, are, are key requirements and expectations of the role. So the fourth part of the um, kind of attitude and reactions to change is, is being a navigator. So this is the cool dudes and dudesses, if you like, with the shades on, with the sunglasses on. Um, so smiley faces, emojis, they're the ones with the, the dark shades on, the big smile. These are the navigators. And um, everybody who goes for promotion really is a, is a navigator of change. So, you know, you're expected to take charge. You're expected to have the growth mindset, you know, the ability to pick yourself up, dust yourself down, try again, um, learn, make mistakes, uh, grow, develop as a human being, as a person, as a leader as a manager, as a supervisor, um, finding ways, seeking opportunities, it won't hurt to give it a try. It's a different attitude we're talking about here. And that's the kind of person, I think, that is able to navigate this postcode lottery of tests that I alluded to in the first video. Um, that's the kind of person who will prevail in light of what's required of leaders, managers and supervisors going forward. So if you remember in one of the previous videos I talked about, uh, I alluded to the World Economic Forum and the fact it points out the, you know, the critical thinking, uh, the decision-making skills, the leadership skills that people will need to move forward. And you'll find a lot of the processes in place that have been implemented by forces at the moment um, reflect those um, forecasts, those predictions, those requirements of people to lead going forward. So if you want to be in it to win it, um, bring an attitude, an attitude that's more in line with the navigator than it is with the others, because you're going to need it. You're going to need it um, to navigate through these tests. Now, as always, it comes down to, uh, you know, converting your leadership aspirations into promotion success is about, um, is about you having that focus to succeed and you're not going to do it if you're not a navigator so bring that attitude it's the only thing you can control and the only thing you can can choose is your can choose is your attitude to promotion and to the tests and the barriers and the obstacles and these um, you know assessments that you face but the single biggest ingredient in all of that as a navigator is is also is doing your depth and breadth of preparation that's generally what converts those leadership aspirations into promotion success in my experience of helping people. Um, so that's it really. We've talked about um, the different tests in place at the moment in video one and you know the postcode lottery and then some of the attitudes that kind of surface through that understandably 
but the key attitude that's going to get you through is being a navigator, a navigator of change. And if I can help you with that, then please get in touch, download a free guide, come on a promotion masterclass and we can talk a little bit more about this. Um, follow the, uh, subscribe to me on this channel uh, on YouTube or follow me on social media, uh, Facebook Rank Success or Twitter is at rank underscore success. Uh, thank you for listening and I'll be back with another topic around promotion shortly and uh, I look forward to, to meeting some of you. Thank you.